Okay, today's daf is daf peiches number sixty-eight, the last page in this parak. Pardon? Yeah, daf, 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 yeah, eighty-eight. What did I say? Sixty-eight. Uh, it's eighty-eight. Daf eighty-eight peiches step eighty-eight in Erevin. And again, we learned for a four shleima for Tova Miriam Bastvara Mindel. Yesterday we got down to the two dots about 10, 12 lines down on the page. The mission had said, and this was dealing with picture number uh, 310 that we've had before. So it says, This that we say, that one forbids the other. Again, in the case of the two Zustros and the two platforms, and they made the contraption, which was like a partitions, so that you can draw water, this that we say that that works, right? That that works. Amisha said, if one is above the other, they're both also to use them until they make an Erev. They both have to make an Erev so that you can carry, so that they can each use them to draw the water. So the Mar now says, Rafuna Marav says, that's only if they're near one another, meaning within Fort Fachem horizontally from one another. If they're within Fort Fachem horizontally from one another, then, uh, then you need an Erev uh, with an air if it works, without an air if it doesn't work. Avol, right? Only if it's with a smucha, avol b'muflekes, but if they are far away from one another horizontally, that means, that's what Rashi explains, muflekes means here, set their distance apart horizontally more than fort fachem, then al mutaris, the, the upper one, the one that has the existor. Remember, in, in the uh, 310, it shows the um, it shows that we're talking about the upper one there only. It just shows you the two diagrams because one is shows the contraption below the platform and one shows the platform the contraption above the platform. But in either case, that's the upper one. So we say if they if the lower one is far away from the upper one, then the uh, the upper one can use it. Eliana Muteris. Rav goes according to his avir. Since the lower one. Again, it doesn't show lower and upper in, in uh, 310, but we had that in previous diagrams. Since the lower one um, uh, is far away from the upper one, then the, the lower one does not have, so to speak, do, it doesn't have dominion over the upper one, uh, and therefore it doesn't prohibit the, other one from, the upper one from using it. Uh, so therefore, if they are close to one another, and again, if you want to just leave, let's see a better picture, the uh, picture that we had before that shows both of them near one another. That was like in 282 or 284. Uh, there, uh, the upper, the, since the upper one and the lower one are near one another, the lower one prohibits the other one, restricts the upper one from using it. But if they're far away, if they're fourth fach, at least fourth fachm away, then they are considered separate and the lower one does not prohibit the upper one from using it. Amar Abba, Amar Rav Yosef, Amar right? So now we have a, a new member. Rabba Amr says the name of Chia, and Rabbi Yosef says it in the name of Oshia, Yesh Gezel B'Shabbos V'churva Machzer L'Balem. A strange, strange member. He said that <coughs> you can steal on Shabbos. What does that mean? In a churva, in a ruin that's next to you, uh, since you use it the whole week, there's no real owner living there. So on Shabbos, it's also considered yours, so to speak. And if you use it on Shabbos, you don't need to make an Erev with the actual the owner because he's not there anyway. On the other hand, he says, The churva goes back to its owner on Shabbos, as if to say that the owner is as, it is as if he lives there, and you'd need a common Erev for you to be able to. So the Gemara says, these two 
phrases are in contradiction. Hagufa Kasha. Amrit Yesh Kesel B'Shabbos on one end, you say that on Shabbos, it's like, in terms of Shabbos, the rules of Shabbos, it's considered like yours. You could steal it on Shabbos, meaning you're not really stealing the property. You can't steal the property. You can't steal Karka anyway, but it means it's like yours. Al Makane, so you are Konit for Shabbos. Since you use it all week, you can use it on Shabbos too without an Arab. The Chover Masalabalim, but on the other hand, you said it goes back to its real owner, and therefore, I'm a Lokine, so you're not Konit. So which one is it? The second phrase seems to indicate that you cannot use it without making a common error with the, with the actual owner. <coughs> so the Gemara says, this is what it means, yesh din gezel b'shabbos, meaning that even though you use it the whole week, on Shabbos you can't use it without making an error with the owner, because that's considered stealing. It's not yours, Kate said. That's what he means to say. We ask a kasha from this, from our Mishnah on this. And what's this member doing over here, Bechlau? So as we ask him from Kashmir Mishnah, Mishnah says, The end of the Mishnah said again, when you had these two platforms, two balconies, one, one above the other, and you made a contraption that allows you to, to draw water from the upper one, so it said, uh, the Mishnah said, You can't use it until they make an error. Right? So he says, If they're, you're not allowed to steal from the other so you can't steal from other residents. You can't use the lower one, can't use the upper one. The upper, the contraption belongs to the people in the upper platform, not to the people in the lower platform. So why does the, why do the lower people have, a, 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 why do they um, make a restriction? They constrict the upper, upper people. They don't own the other upper, upper platform. They own the bottom platform. If you tell me, you know, by two, two chatzers that are open to one another, we say you can only make a common air because it's all one big chatzer. It's, it's not, not the, again, not who owns the title, but it's one big chatzer halachically. But over here, they're two separate platforms. So why do you say that the lower platform, so to speak, has an ownership interest in the upper platform so it can restrict the other guy from using it? How is that? Uh, it, you're saying over here that on Shabbos, you can't steal. Yesh din gezel b'Shabbos. And it goes back to its owner. So, in other words, you can't really steal it just because you can make use of something doesn't mean you can own it. So, how do the lower guys restrict the upper guys from using it on Shabbos? The Amadiyashdim gets a Shabbos and Mayasurus. Why do the upper people have a problem if they didn't make an Arab in 282 or 284? If they didn't make an Arab between the two platforms, why do you say that the lower platform restricts the upper platform from using their contraption? They don't own it. So, how do they restrict it? It goes according to the owner. Um, they made the contraption b'shutfus. The lower guys with the upper guys made it b'shutfus. Again, we're going according to Rab. Rab said, I can't ask you to do it through the airspace. It's one thing, maybe if you're in a chutzer, but through airspace, you're going to say that the lower guys restrict the upper guys from using the upper guys' contraption? No. Over here it's speaking about where the contraption made in the upper platform was done b'shutfus. They did it together. They did it together, so therefore, since they own it together, and they didn't have an Erev, so you have a problem over here. Nobody can use it. Meaning the Mechitza is a valid Mechitza, but you have a problem with an Erev over here, and therefore you can't use it. You can't draw water from it, because uh, even though it's one Rishus HaYochad, but it's not really, because it's two separate Rishus HaYochads. The platform on the left is one guy's, or one group of people, and one on the right is another group. So it's like two, like two backyards next to each other. You have to have an Erev Midarabonan uh, to be able to carry from one to the other. So here too, you need an Erev. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, they made it together, 
Right? <laughs> what, do we, what do we say? We say in the Mishnah, and we explained it before also, if you have, if you have these two platforms and the upper guy made a, made a contraption, the lower guy didn't, no, but if he didn't make an error, nobody could use it. Unless the lower guy also made a contraption. If you want, if you want, if you like, pretend that in 310, the one that we're looking at closer to our DAF and yesterday's DAF, let's say they both had a contraption. If they both had a contraption, then it's okay. Why? There's still common owners and the guy on the right, male, the guy on the left, he has his own okay. But the guy on the right, it's, it's a, it's a shutfus. And if they don't have an air of how can the guy on the right use it? The answer is, so if they, made, if they made a if they each made a contraption, the upper one and the lower one, why is it mutter then to carry? Why why are they each allowed to draw water? The answer is keeping the asul tachtona since they made one for the lower one. In other words, since the lower people's platform, the one on the left, since they made one, golui keeping the asul tachtona golui guli daiku. They certainly they showed that their intention is the anabadachlonechale. In other words, when they made their own, they obviously showed that they don't want to use the one on the right. Why would you use the one on the left if you're right there? You wouldn't you're not gonna go and schlep and use the one on the right where you have to go a distance in order to the pale you're just gonna use the one on the left. So you they showed that they relinquished their ownership rights in the one on the right. And that's why it works over there. So here we're really saying is that again Rob goes with this idea that ain't on a most uh derech uh al but you don't ask for derech chavir, right? So but it means that if they're far away, then then it's ain't derech chavir. But if they're close, if they're in Fort Fachem, then it's not really derech chavir, and therefore it's like two people in the same um, in the same chutzer. Uh, and if you didn't make an erev, they can't do it. Why? Why do they have to make an erev? So he said, well, because they did it b'shutfus. It's like they own it together. But if if so, why is the guy on the left okay if he makes his own? Because then he relinquishes his rishus from the guy on the right. Okay, now we come to the last mission in the Parak. It's really three Mishnayas, uh, but uh, this is a little bit of a complicated issue. We mentioned it yesterday. Chotzer, Shibchusa, Shibchusa Me'ar Ba'amos. In those days, they had a house, and you had a Chotzer going out, and then you, had, you went in either into a Mavi or into a Shisrab. And let's assume that you're out of the house, you went to a Chotzer, into a Shisrab. Now, it's not like today where you have grass. If you have grass, obviously, you can't pour water on the grass. On Shabbos, you're making it grow. But if you had was just simple, plain dirt, that's what it was like in those days. They didn't have paved, uh, gra- paved uh, streets and sidewalks and things like that. It was dirt. And as we see, the Gemara throughout Shas always has that, that in the winter months, it's all muddy and filthy. In the summer, it's dried out. But as we'll see, you have a, so when you have water, let's say you have water that, you're, you know, wastewater that you're throwing out of your house on Shabbos. So you want to throw it out. You can throw it out on the dirt because you're not have, there's nothing growing over there. You're allowed to, right? Maybe it's rocky, whatever it is, but it's not, nothing is growing. So they throw water out, but then what happens inevitably is the water then goes out into Rosh Hashanah. Now, you obviously can't take water, a bucket of water, and throw it into Rosh Hashanah. That's clearly a daraisa. You're going from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. But however, technically, if you pour the water from your house onto the chutzr and then it seeps out into the Rosh Hashanah, you didn't really do any Esra However, the rabbis made rules to prohibit you from doing anything which may lead to an Esra So, the Mishnah says like this, Chatzar, Chatzar she pechusa me'ar ba'amas. Let's say your Chatzar is less than four Amas. And now, again, Rashi is going to say on the day, since it says Arba Amas, we mean Arba Amas four by four. That's 16 square Amas, which holds, as we'll see, two saw of water. The Gemara is going to say that usually a person uses about two saw of water a day. So if your chutzr cannot hold the water 
It's, it's a very small chutzpah. We're looking now, this is the only other diagram of today, 311. You have a very small chutzpah right out your, outside your house. That's the chutzpah is the green area there. And right there, it goes from there into Shusarab. So there's a few issues in that picture that we're going to discuss now. So if, you're, if it's less than four by four, pardon? Just a quick question. When yeah. you flush your... You're flushing your toilet on Shabbat. That's right. Your water is going from your Rishut Yachid to that's right. sewer, to, sewer, which is going to Rishut that's, cor- that's correct, and, that's, and, and we'll see why you're allowed to do it. One of the reasons why you're allowed to do it is because you're not really doing it directly into Rishut Sarabim. When you flush it, it's still staying in your, in your house, and nobody's going to think. In, in other words, the toilet's a very good example. Because when you flush your toilet, you're certainly not doing any doraisa. You're not taking it out to Rosh Hashanah. It's just going down through the pipes, right? And eventually, we don't even know where it goes, right? Nobody knows where the water goes. It's going into a caramelist, whatever. You're not doing anything directly. And, there, and, and technically, even if you took the wastewater and you threw it in front of your house and it went into Rosh Hashanah, which is a little bit more obvious, that would, that would technically be okay, too, except the rabbis disallowed you from doing that, and they, made, they put some restrictions so you shouldn't come to do it directly in Shizrabim. But the toilet's a good example. There, there's no problem because nobody look, it doesn't look like you're throwing it in Shizrabim. You're not putting it in Shizrabim. It doesn't even look like you're going in Shizrabim. So in the to- case of the toilet, it's okay. So here, where you threw your wastewater outside, and you had a very small chatzir, less than four by four, meaning it couldn't even hold two saw, you can't throw water. You can't. Shofrich means referring to wastewater. You don't pour water out there. Unless you made an uka. An uka is a um, uh, a pit. It's really like a pit. And that's uh, you see the you see the uka in the in three eleven with the water in it. You got to make a little pit like a um, a trough or whatever in the in the uh, in the, in your garden in your chutzer. That holds machzekas the sign that can hold two saw of water menanekev ulamata below the What do we mean by the nekev? The nekev he translates very well as the overflow hole. Meaning, you see, there's there's um, uh, the, the it's got a pit, right? The pit fills with water, and and there's a hole near the top, or it's really uncovered at the top, whatever. But there's a hole at the top where if it reaches that level. Uh, the water spills over, like you have in a bathtub or, or, or sinks, whatever. There's an overflow hole that if it gets, if the water for some reason rises too high, so it'll go there and it won't spill out on your floor or whatever, right? So here, you have to hold, the, it has to be able to hold two saw of water. We'll see why two, so that's the normal amount that a person uses in a day, even if there's many people in the house. We'll see, they weren't machmer about that. They just said, they want you to remember that you're not supposed to throw stuff out directly into Rishos So you have to make a hole that big. And it's from the, that below the hole, in, I mean, it's below the, you have, you're making a pit, and, and the hole at the top of the pit, which is the overflow below that hole, has to, re, has to be able to hold two salt water. Now, where do you make that pit? In 311, we show that the pit is really in the chutzer, right? Like within the, in the fence there, right? In the, in the uh, whatever you call the fence, that's, that's uh, the outside fence. The Mishnah says you could either do it you could actually do it outside in the Rosh Hashanah. Now, if you do it in Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't mean you can take the water and directly throw it into Rosh Hashanah. It means you could throw it near, near the edge of the Chatzar and it'll go into the pit in Rosh Hashanah, except if it's on the outside, you've got to cover it. You see Likmor, he's got a picture there of some wood covering it. It's not really drawn to scale because it's, very, it's got to be very small, but you're covering up the pit in other words, if the pit's on the outside, in Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't mean you took the water into Rosh Hashanah and threw it into the pit. It means you threw it in your chutzir, 
and the pit was like the pit started in your chutzer or a little pipe there, and it went into the pit which was in Rishus Rabin. But if it's in Rishus you must cover it. Outside, it's got you have to cover it. In other words, if the if the uka the pit in, is in your chutzer like it shows there, then it just could be open. I think in the picture, yeah, the picture actually shows it. You see, in the, if you look carefully at the picture, I'm not saying if I'm seeing it right, but in the pit in, in the, where it says uka, then it's an open pit, right? You got the water inside there. If you made the pit in Rishus Harabim, you see there where it starts, so to speak, on your, in your chutzer and then goes into Rishus Harabim, you must cover it. Why must you cover it? So the Mepharshim gives different reasons. One is, one is, um, Rashi basically says that, um, so Rashi says, so to speak, that really if you take the water and you throw it in the pit, even if you throw the pit directly into Rishas Aravim, that's a Mokum Ptur. Remember, what's a Mokum Ptur? It's not Dalad by Dalad. And it's got to be at least, though, three Tfachim high. If it's less than three Tfachim, then it's Rishas Aravim. Then it's part of Rishas Aravim. Remember, less than three Tfachim is like love of Rishas Aravim. So it's got to be at least three Tfachim high. So that's what Rashi says there, that it's got to be, it's like a makam tour. Others say that really the reason for the cover is simply that people shouldn't trip on it. In Rosh Hashanah, they might come by and trip on the water. So you have to have a cover, but that means that you're putting the water in really in the chutzah, and then it goes into the, into the pit. So, uh, so he brings different reasons here why that is, right? Um, Rashi says it's a makam tour. Uh, some say that it's like it's like a it's like the the chore It's like a uh, a hole in the rishusayachid. It's attached rishusayachid. Uh, and some say some it's my sign that people shouldn't say, look, uh, the guy's throwing out water on Shabbos. People shouldn't see the water going directly from your chutzur into the pit. So there's a cover over it in rishusayachid. So different reasons why this is brought down. Again, minatora, if you throw the water in your chutzur and then it goes in rishusayachid, you didn't do anything. The water, you, you put it in your chutzah, and then it flowed into Rishos Rabin. So we'll see, if you have an area that, that's four by four, you don't need to make an uka. You could just throw it in Rishos Why is that? The Gemara will explain two reasons why that is. But, but if, if the water will not, so to speak, let's say, be absorbed in the chutzah, then you've got to make this pit. And the pit can either be inside or outside with restrictions uh, with a cover. Okay, Rabbi Lezman Yaakov Omer, this is like another mission, but the Gemara is going to say this goes together. Rabbi Lezman Yaakov let's say you have a drainage ditch. In other words, again, you, you don't just have a straight uh, chutzer with grass. Well, you can't really be grass. It shows it as chutzer. Remember, these pictures show it green as if it's grass. If it's grass, you can't throw water on on Shabbos. That's literally, you're, you know, you're growing, right? You can't do that. But anyway, it's, uh, it's fake grass. It's like they have the synthetic grass today, right? So let's say you have a drainage ditch. So you got a big ditch that goes from your chutzer into Rosh Hashanah. It's, if it's covered up for Amos Rishus Arabim, Shofchim Tocha, you could throw wastewater in there, Mayim B'Shabbos, you could throw wastewater in there on Shabbos, because you're putting it into the ditch, and from the ditch it's going into Rishus Arabim. As long as, the, again, it's covered up, it doesn't look like you're throwing in Rishus Arabim. Even if you have a roof, or a Chatzar, which is 100 Amos in length, so that there's plenty of room for the water to be absorbed, you shouldn't throw it directly into a drainage ditch, because that looks too bad. It looks like you're going for you, like you're throwing into the drainage ditch, and then it's going to Shisrabim. People will be matter throwing Shisrabim. But you could throw it on the roof, and from the roof it'll, it'll uh, seep in, the water will drain into the ditch. The water will go down into the ditch, and from there it'll go into Shisrabim. We'll see another opinion of the Gemara. That's what Lezam Yaakov says. Now, again, we're assuming now that the reason why you need a big area in your chutzur is because you really want the water to be absorbed. 
So you, you're not, you don't have any intention. You don't want to throw the water in Shisrab. You just want to throw rid of water. You throw it into the chutzr, it'll get absorbed over there. So we say if the chutzr is big enough to take a normal absorption of one person, even though there might be 20 people living in the house, but that's good enough as a, as a precaution. Ha-chotzer And this we said that it has to be four by four. Let's say the chutzr alone is not four by four, but it's gone on the side. There's a little achsad, there's a portico on the side, maybe at an edge or something like that. Mitzdarf and Labram, they can add up. If you have four amas between the area under the portico and the chutzr, that's good enough. Let's say you had two upper stories opposite one another. Some made the uka, The one who made the uka, they're allowed to throw their water out. And the ones who didn't make it cannot use the, cannot throw their water out. So it's mashma over here. The issue is because they didn't make an uka, they can't use it. <clears throat> the issue is not how many people are using it, because you could have more people in one house. <clears throat> We're saying the chutzr is good. The chutzr four by four is enough to absorb the water of one person's. You know, one person uses it in a day. What happens is there's many people living there. So it's not really that all the water should get absorbed. It has to be that basically your intention is that way. There might have been some water already there before Shabbos, and, and the water's not going to all get absorbed. But the point is you have to at least demonstrate your intention is not to throw the water into the street. So this is a complicated mission. Now we're going to see the Gemara. My time up. What's the reason why we say that you can't, again, uh, right? Um, so what's the reason why you can't throw water in there? My time, so two reasons are given. Rabbi says, person uses usually this, this, this asayim is like, you know, it's, it's quite a bit of water. It's like uh, 300 eggs worth of water. Um, that's how much a person normally uses in a day. Right, so So here's the deal. So Rab is saying, if you have an area four by four, that's a nice little chutz. I got a four by four area there, and I like to take that water and and sprinkle it because you know the water in those days. Again, when you didn't have anything growing over there, the water would just raise up dust. We're going to see. It's talking about in the summer months. This is talking about in the whole Gemara is talking about in the summer months. So in the summer months, you want to uh, you know like in the seventh inning stretch time when you when they. They come around and they throw some water over there on the field so that the, um, the dust should settle, right? You want to settle the dust. So you sprinkle it with water. So a person says, you know, if you have an area four by four, that's a nice little area. You're going to entertain guests there or whatever. So you'd like to sprinkle it over there. So if it's four by four, you'll sprinkle it. And therefore, that's your intention. Your intention is not that the water should go into a shrub. You just want to sprinkle it down. You want to settle the dust. Pachas midalad, but if you don't have an area of, of uh, four by four, so there's no point in sprinkling it. It's not a usable area. You can't entertain there. Shofka, then you're just going to throw out the water. And if you're going to throw out the water, then you know, it's like it's like you're it's like you're throwing it into almost into a shesarabim. If it, if 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 you um, if it's less than four, you can't really sprinkle it. It's not enough to sprinkle. It's not enough to use that area. So then you're just throwing the water out. So, if you made an uka, then it's okay. It's also, if you didn't make an uka, it's also because then uh, it's like you're not really sprinkling, you're throwing the water out, and uh, therefore you should make an uka so that you're not throwing the water directly into Rosh Hashanah. That's Rabba's reasoning. Rabbi Zeris says, no, Dalad Amos, time In four Amos, if you have four, four Amos, then it'll, be, it'll finish, it'll cease, meaning it'll get absorbed in the ground. The reason is that, that if you have an area of four by four, it'll get absorbed. Pachas medalim, it's not going to be absorbed, therefore you need to make an uka. Manu, what's the difference the reason? Rab Zairus says the reason is, will the water get absorbed? If you have an area of 16 square, almost it'll get absorbed. Not, not. 
Rabbah said the reason is if you have an area, a nice area, four by four, you'll sprinkle it. Otherwise, it won't work. What's the difference between these two reasons? What happens if you have 16 amas, but it's not four by four? It's, let's say, eight by two. So eight by two, according to, according to Rav Zeira, what's the difference if it's eight by two or 16 by one or four by four? There's enough there for the water to get absorbed. That's good enough. If you have an, any, area, any square, area of 16 square amas, you don't have to make an uka. You don't have to make that pit. According to Rabbah, no, it's only a four by four. Eight by two is not a usable area. It's like 16 by one. It's not going to be able to entertain there. Not going to be used. And therefore, according to Rabbah, you'd still have to make an uka as long as it's not four. It has to be a square of four by four. Are we gonna, now we're going to try to bring proofs to either one. Tanan, we said the chutzr and our mission, the chutzr and achsadr can be mitzvah We're assuming now that the chutzr is like one rectangle and the achsadr is something on the side. Well, it's not, it, you say they, the two of them can add up together for Dalit Amas. According to Zaira, that it's just a question of do you have 16 square Amas? That's all that counts. Fine. So we don't care if it's in one square or one rectangle or not. Ella Rabba, according to Rabba, that it's got to be a four by four. Here we're talking about two separate things. How are they even star? If the answer is talking to Zaira, I'll leave it to Rabba. Even Rav Zaira, who argued with Rabba, explained, according to Rabba, the Achsadra goes, it's not at an angle or off on a corner somewhere next to the Chatzar. It goes along the whole Chatzar. So, for example, maybe the Achsadra is four by two and the Chatzar is four by two. Together, they are four by four. So that you do work out with the square. So that's not a Kasha, because uh, it could be that the Achsadra together with the, uh, with the Achsadra together with the Chatzar comprise a perfect square. Tashma, another proof. A Bryce says like this, Chatzar she'en ba'dalad amas ladamas. Here the Bryce says beferish. If it doesn't have four by four, ain't shuffling to You can't pour water in there. That goes with Rabba's reason. It's got to be four by four, meaning the reason is for sprinkling. You're going to, a four, a four by four area, you'll sprinkle it down and you'll use it. If it's not four by four, I don't care if it's eight by two or 16 by one or whatever, you're not going to use it. And therefore, you have to make an uka. So smash right here. So if it's not four by four, it's no good. Bishlam Rabba Necha or Abzeira Kasha. According to Abzeira, it doesn't have to be four by four as long as you have 16 square amas. Even if it's eight by two, it should be okay. You're right. But that b'risa is going according to the Rabbanan, who say what? The Rabbanan who say that the reason is what? For absorption. Which Rabbanan is that? The Rabbanan in our Mishnah, really. The Rabbanan who say, who argue with Rabbanan Rab- Yaakov, and they say no. Even if you have a ditch, a big ditch, you can't put it in there. Why? You can't put it in there because... It's, it's like you're throwing it into the Rosh Hashanah, right? Rabbanan said over there, In other words, we don't care if it gets absorbed or not. So he's saying like this, who says the issue is absorption, will say it goes like the Rabbanan. What she the Rabbanan? So Rashi says, "The lo sharule mishum shir makom bliyas ma'am." We don't care if this, you don't care if it's absorbed or not. Kedatam asdis nafilu biv mea ama lo yishbach letocho el al gad. In other words, so uh, uh, so Reb will say that this that you have to have four by four. It's just a shame, but dalad al dalad amas angel from tochamayim. So much Rabbanachim because you have to have the sprinkling. Reb Zeru says the reason absorption. Why isn't it no? Why is it no good over there? So you have to have four by four. So you'll say it goes according to Rabbanan, who who say uh, that goes like the Rabbanan, who say what we don't care if it gets absorbed or not. It's not because of absorption. If it's dal by dalad, you're saying it's because it's you know if it's proper for uh, uh, for sprinkling, then it's okay. We don't care about the absorption. According to Rav Zeira, as long if you had sixteen by one, it would also absorb. So why does it be dal dal? Because that goes like the Rabbanu say, we don't care about absorption. As they say in our Mishnah, that even if you have a big ditch, 
a big ditch for plenty of absorption. Oh, you can't throw the water into the ditch from there. It will go into a sarabim because it doesn't look good. So minor rabbana, and that goes like the rabbana would say, no, if it's dal by dal, oh, then it looks like you're just sprinkling, you know, to make it look nice. But if anything else, it looks like you're throwing into a sarabim. And our Mishnah, our Mishnah who says what? That it goes absorption, goes like a lezerman Yaakov he. It goes like a Yaakov. Or lezerman Yaakov said, oh, if you have a ditch that can absorb, then it's okay. Then it's okay, because the key is absorption. So Rabbi Zemiak says it's absorption. The Rabbanan go, uh, like, the Rabbah's going like the Rabbanan. Why did he say our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Zemiak? That it depends that it's on absorption, not on, not on <coughs> uh, sprinkling. Because she said the Mishnah was difficult. Why does he say we're dealing with a Chatzar, which is less... Then the shear, listening chutzur shame, but dalad almost adam's not just safe. A chutzur doesn't have dalad by dalad. Why he says if it's less? Why is the chutzur missing something? El alav shmaimin. In other words, it's missing something it can't absorb. If you if you, if if your issue is you say if it's fit for sprinkling, you should just say if it doesn't have four by four, then it's not proper for sprinkling. You're not going to use it. But he doesn't say that. It's just if it doesn't have the shear, if it's less. Sounds like it's not enough there to absorb. So you see our mission is Rabbi Yaakov. I've been a safe Rabbi Yaakov, Rachel, Rabbi Yaakov. But since the, since the safe is as Rabbi Yaakov says about the biv, it's mashma that the Rashi is not Rabbi Yaakov, because he say you have a Rashi, and then you say Rabbi Yaakov says the following. It's mashma that the Rashi is not Rabbi Yaakov. What's no? Kula Rabbi Yaakov. The whole mission is Rabbi Yaakov. It's missing. The beginning of the mission says, if the Chatzar is less than four Amas. Again, it means four by four. Because what else could it mean? Four by zero? It's got to be four by four, right? But he doesn't use a lashon of four by four. It says less than four, meaning it can't absorb. Ain't shofrin to chamayim shabbos. Ha dalad amas if it's dalad amas shofrin. Why? A bib, which a big ditch, a, a drainage ditch, which goes out into Rosh Hashanah, and it's covered in Rosh Hashanah, so it doesn't look like you're throwing directly. Shofrin to chamayim b'shabbos. Lezim yakov omer bib akomer masdis lochananya. Our mission doesn't go like Hanani. Why? Our mission says, Rabbi says, you got a ditch, that's good enough. You could throw it in there. Rabbi say, no, don't throw it in the ditch. Right? Rabbi says, even if you've got a ditch, you've got a roof, it doesn't look good, you only throw it onto the Chum says, I feel gago chutzer, lo bib, don't throw it into the bib because it doesn't look good. It looks like you're throwing just Rabbi. So our mission doesn't go like Hanani. Even if you have a gag, as our mission said, the Rabbanan say, yeah, you can't throw it in the ditch, but you can throw it on the roof, from the roof. If you throw the water on the roof, and then it's, it goes off from the roof, it drains down into the ditch, and then from there into the Rabbanan, that's already pretty far removed. That's okay. The Rabbanan says, Hananiah says, no, you can't even throw it on the Gog, because the Gog is not made to absorb. What is a Gog for? Especially, Rashi explains, those Gogs were flat-roofed houses, like, unfortunately, we have here in Israel. So there's always leakage and rain like we have this week. Everybody who has a flat roof has got some water in their house. The roof is not made to absorb like the ground. It's made for flow. So when you throw water on the roof, obviously you want it to go into the ditch and from there into Shisram, so that doesn't look good. So Hanani is more machmed than the rabbis, who's more machmed than Rabbi Zman Yaakov. This whole business that we talk about, you have to make that pit in your chutzr. If the chutzr is not big enough, either four by four for, for sprinkling like uh, Rabba, or not enough to absorb like Reb Lezer Yaakov and like Reb Zera, right? Where this whole business is only in the summer. Almost like Shum in the winter months, Shofif Lashon, you can pour as much as you want. You can pour out and you can repeat it. Venim, don't hold back. My time, what's the reason? So Rabbah says, I'm a Rabbah, Adam Rosli, Sheval, Maim, Koman. The guy doesn't care if it gets absorbed. In the winter months, it's all one big mess anyway of mud. 
and therefore you don't care. You don't really want it to go with Shusarabim. The whole idea is that you don't want to demonstrate you're throwing stuff in Shusarabim. If you, if you throw it in, in your own chutzner, you're happy it stays there, that's fine. You don't care, that's good enough, even if it goes into Shusarabim later on. So, Mom, Omele Abayav, Arei Shovchin, the Adam Rotsashivalu, what about where a person's throwing out wastewater, uh, and uh, there you want it to get absorbed? Uktani Lo Yishbachin said you shouldn't do that. What do we say in the case of the Biv? Right, Misha said that in the case of the Biv, Amalei Abaya Rashi says, 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 Water can be used for sprinkling. You don't want it to be clean water. Remember, they're Mazalaf also with wine. Now, if you sprinkle the dirt to uh, keep the dust down, right? But shofrin, they call it, Biv is called shofrin because when you throw it into the ditch, you're throwing out your wastewater usually. So the shofrin is wastewater. So one gear says, like we have, another gear says, Ella, Ella Hossam Lamaynech. She says, you know, in the case of the winter months, there's no concern. You say, in the winter months, if you're worried about what? You don't want the water to get absorbed in your in your chutz because it's going to get messed up. In the winter, it's all messed up anyway. It's all one big muddy mess. People say, more people say, look, that guy, is, 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 uh, his uh, pipes are flowing water out to Rosh like that's what his intention is. Either people will think then that it's mutter in the summer months also, or people will think you're allowed to take water out into Rosh What do you mean? That Tzinoros, if you have uh, regular... Excuse me, regular pipes or ditches which take water out, they're all doing that. In, other words, in the winter months, they're taking out rainwater too. When people see rainwater flowing from pipes through ditches into Rosh Hashanah, that's rainwater, like you have today. You have rainwater here, right? They're not going to assume that he's throwing water out. So if it was on Shabbos, they could assume it's rainwater too. There's no concern. Um, Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman learns a little bit different. Rav Nachman says, should be like Rav Nachman. Um, Rav Nachman learns that price is different. He says, be Mosek Shaman. In the, sum, in the winter months, if you have a pit in the chatzar, which holds two saw, no you could put two saw of water in there. If it only holds one saw, no saw, you can only put a saw. You can repeat, Rashi points out, because he says, but you can only do one saw at a time. In other words, he's not saying, like, 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 uh, like, uh, Rob, like Rav interpreted that b'risa, to mean what? That, um, in the in the winter months, you could just do unlimiting. There's no concern. You don't care what you have there. You don't you don't need a uka. You don't need a pit. Nothing. You just just throw it out. Throw out all the water indiscriminately. And Nachman says, no, no, no. In the winter months, you must also have a pit. But in the winter months, if it holds two saw, you could throw two saw in at a time. If it holds one saw, you could throw one saw in a time at a time. In the summer months, if it can hold two saw, then you can use it and put two saw water in. If it only holds a saw, you can't use it at all. So the Gemara says, in the summer months too, if it can hold a saw, why can't you put a saw of water in there? You're not throwing it into Rosh Hashanah. Because we're afraid maybe you'll put too much water in there and that'll clear the overflow. In the winter months also you should be gozer. Maybe you'll put two 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 saw into a pit that only holds one saw. So again, there where you're going to be concerned. What are you worried about? That you're that that he's going to ruin his uh, he's going to ruin his chutzur. Uh, he's not concerned about that. Are you worried about people are going to say, look, he's using his pipes and his ditches to throw water out in Shusharabim? In the winter months, the tsunos are always flowing water, even rainwater, so there's no concern. 
the point of it is that is that Rav Nachman learns the brisa that even in the winter months you have to have a pit, but it doesn't have to be as big. It doesn't have to be as big, and you could use it even a smaller one. In the summer months, you can only use a bigger pit. Amr by Hilkach. Therefore, since you're allowed to use it, and Abai, Rashi says over here, take a look at Rashi. Amr by Hilkach. Kivin delekelamech says there's no concern in the winter months. Afilu kur vafilu karim. You can throw as much water as you want in there. Also, kashari tana the brisa. And as a brisa who says that in the winter months there's no concern, you can throw as much water in as you want. There's no there's no limitation. The truth, though, is that even in the in the summer months, when we talk about a stam person uses two saw, but he has other people in the house also. Let's, as we'll see now, in the case of we have uh, neighbors. So let's say you have two houses or two upper stories across from one another, right? And uh, they they share a chutzer. So the Mishnah said, if pe- if if the people on one side made a uka, they can use it, and the other people can't. The one who made an uka can, can throw their water out into the chutz, the ones who can't, can't. Mar says, Amr Rabba, filu irvo. Rabba says, even if they made an error between them, still, so you might say, if they made an error, there's no concern, because if they made an error, what's the concern about here? The concern is, people are going to come into a chutzer, what about carrying the water out? Let's say they have the wastewater in some sort of a tub, or a klicheris, or whatever. They're going to carry it from their house into the chutzer, and then they're going to throw it into the ditch, right? Into the pit, or whatever. But how can they carry into the chutzr if there's no Arab? So he said, even if they made an Arab, the other ones can't do it. When they, and when they made an Arab, there's no concern about carrying pots out, whatever, with wastewater or whatever, chamber pots, whatever. Afilu irvu. Amar lei or Amar abaya, my time. Even if it's because there's going to be too much water, if there's, if there's you know, if the, only one side made a pit and the other guy didn't, then with water. But gistra makes no difference whether you have a pit or you make a gistra like a cracked a cracked um, uh, vessel, which is not good for storing water in, but you can use it for this purpose. You can use it for this purpose of throwing your wastewater in so that you won't be throwing directly into Rishos Arabim, or a brecha, or like a, a little fish pond, or a reva, or a little boat. Anything you could use to throw the water in is good enough, and we don't care how much it's going to hold. Even though they were full from Erev Shabbos, they were already full of water. So the concern is not, they're not going to hold all this water in. You can still throw water in on Shabbos. Why? Because by throwing water in there, you're showing that your concern is not to throw the water out into Rishos Rabbim. The key is you don't want to show that you're throwing water out directly into Rishos Rabbim. As long as you throw it into some pit, that's good enough. So the issue is not, why do we say here that if there are two uh, opposite, uh, two people in a chutzr, two different people in a chutzr, and one made a uka, one not, the one who didn't make an uka cannot use it. It, it. Even if they made an error, what's the concern? Is the concern because there's too much water? We don't count how much water is in there. We make a rule that the, you, you, you can only use it, the, you, you can only, um, you can only, you have to make the pit as, you, as much as a normal person would use in one day. But there could be a lot of people in the house and there could be more water, and then some of the water, some of the, the, the pit could already be used, uh, could already be full of water before Shabbos. So it's not going to be that the water is actually going to stay there. So what's the reason why the people who didn't make an uka could still use it? Even if they made an Erev? If they made an Erev, so they have a combinator they can carry there, and one, play, one, one group made an uka, what's the problem? That's only if they didn't make an Erev between them. Ah, if they didn't make an Erev between them, then we say the people who didn't make the uka cannot use it because they might, you're concerned maybe they'll come to carry vessels out from their house into, into the Rosh Hashanah. In other words, but if they didn't make an Arab, the truth is that the people who made the uka also cannot carry the stuff out from their house because one also said they didn't make a common Arab, but you could throw stuff, you could throw the water from your house and it'll go into the uka. Aval Arab, if made an Arab, Mutarim. 
says for chilo or for my time, then make it. What's the reason why not? So Amar Bashik says every time Moshe lepuki mimani debatim lahasim because we're afraid that maybe they'll take out vessels in their house with the wastewater and they'll take it into the chutzner and you can't carry into the chutzner if they didn't make an erev over there. They'll take it out to the edge of the uka. Whereas the, the people who made the uka, they're obviously they're thinking about it that they shouldn't be able to throw the, the, the stuff out. And even though the, even them they can't carry it out into the chutzr if there was no air there. So it must be speaking about where they pour the water and from their house into the chutzr, which then goes into the uka, and then will go into the Rosh That's all the chumras that the... Uh, so the whole concept of this whole air business, get, you know, it's all drop on and they're mako when you go like... Uh, we, we, said, we said many times that when there's a shaila in air you go lakula, and there's a machlokas, you go lakula, but the whole concept of air is a tremendous chumra. But still, it's all... All this is... So you shouldn't come... To uh, to take the water directly into Rishus Rabbim, or and you shouldn't you should make others think that you're throwing the water into directly into Rishus Rabbim. But in the winter months, when any way water is flowing, or like Moshe's example, when you use a toilet, nobody is seeing it. Doesn't look like you're doesn't you're not you're not throwing into Rishus and nobody it doesn't appear to anybody you're throwing into Rishus Rabbim. All right, tomorrow, Mitzvah, we'll start the new parak. Have a good day, everybody. Beautiful. Okay,